uh, it's great to see Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive here in studio. Denny Long is on the road today. As a matter of fact, Denny Long is going to be joining us a little bit later uh, from the 40th anniversary celebration of Lindus Construction, of the Home Improvement Show, live from Lindus this morning uh, with, with Denny and company uh, this morning between 9 and 10 o'clock. Good to see you, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Denny Long doesn't take a lot of time off, so I haven't seen you in a while. How you been, Dan? I, I've been good. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah. Uh, phone calls, texts, a big part of the program, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can send your text to 81807 as well. That is 818 818- Zero seven. Uh, we're, we're we're getting a little bit warmer weather. Maybe Friday was one of the first days people tried the air conditioning in their car. <laughs> we we uh, yeah, the air conditioning uh, uh, recharge machine came out of mothballs this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we got we got it all filled up and uh, and got it all serviced and and ready to go. So uh, and 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 actually used it quite a bit. So yeah, we're back in the air conditioning business. All right, but to fill them up is really not the proper way. There's a reason that refrigerant is slipping out, and and the goal is to get that leak fixed. Well, that's what we do. We when you know when your air conditioning fails, or if it at least is not as good as it used to be, usually it's because the refrigerant, the gas in the air conditioning system, has leaked out or leaked down, and the process that we go through is to uh, drain all of the old gas out. Uh, filter it, uh, clean it, and then uh, and then refill the system with with new, usually R134 gas. And in that process, we also put a little bit of oil back in the system, and then some uh, special fluorescent dye. Uh, we put also put that back in the systems. And the reason that we do that is so that if there is a small leak somewhere, we have special lights and glasses that we can wear. And it helps us find, detect where that leak might be coming from. And, Dan, I, I would assume leaks are more common in certain spots, well, uh, in certain vehicles. I mean, I, I know if a car comes in, you're probably like, oh, in these cars, this is typical. When it comes to air conditioning, is that true, too? Are wait. there some spots that are more prone to leaks? Yeah, you're actually pretty good at this because that's exactly what, that's exactly the case. There, You know, the on cars just like the human body there's uh you know things that are common that we see all the time and then pretty soon you get to know to look there and that helps us a lot in the process of of finding a leak and some leaks are you know if if your car is 6 or 8 or 10 years old and uh you know it's just gradually over the past 5 years gotten you know the air conditioning is working less efficiently Sometimes those leaks are impossible to find. They're so small that it's just, you know, they can't be found. If it takes five years for it to uh, leak down a, a pound of, of refrigerant, uh, we're not going to find that. So in that case, it's just one of those deals where until the hole gets a little bigger, we're just going to have to keep it full. And, and every three or four or five years, you might have to come in and have it recharged. And that's pretty common, too, where we do that. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, in the studio each and every Saturday morning. Don't worry, Denny Long will be along later uh, with our home improvement show from Lindus Construction in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Later on this morning, it is the 40th anniversary there. 
Good to have Dan in studio, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Here's a good one from the text line. What brand of bulk oil do you purchase for an oil change and filter at Lloyd's Automotive? What do you typically put in? Well, I have a a, a heart for mobile oil because, uh, and maybe people have heard that in my tone uh, over the years, my first gas station, first repair shop, was a mobile gas station. And so, uh, you know, I, in that process, was very, very well trained on mobile oils and their product line. And so uh, it's just what I've always chosen and always used. So that is the bulk oil that we use at, at uh, Lloyd's. All right. So Mobile One, the synthetic, typically? Well, well not in bulk. Mobile One's not available in bulk. Oh, okay. Uh, you got to get it in the bottles. You have to get it in the bottles because it's like gold. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't give it away, that's Although, for sure. Although even bulk oil has gotten, you know, some of the synthetics we do have uh, in bulk. And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty precious uh, material. You have to be very careful with it. All right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about motor oil. Um, synthetic always? Does it depend? There's high mileage oils. What do you recommend for Well, it's oil? almost changed anymore that almost all oil is at least partially synthetic. They've improved the the refining process so much. And the difference is, Steve, that in a the old conventional oil, when it came out of the refinery, the uh, oil would be a mix of a whole bunch of different size molecules, the, the small molecules being, uh, of course, the best and the ones that, uh, that lubricated the best, but they're also the ones that got burnt off uh, the quickest. And then the larger molecules are the ones that got left behind and eventually would turn to sludge if you ignored your car long enough and, and uh, they get really thick. And and a synthetic oil is all the good uh, exact shaped molecules that uh, that the good oil is. And uh, in the refining process, it's improved where, you know, all motor oil nowadays is at least partially synthetic. No, pretty good so stuff. It's pretty good stuff. And uh, over the years from listening to the show and on occasion doing the show with you, um, changing your fluids on the schedule is the most important thing you can do. That's the one thing you can do. Yeah. That's the one thing you can do. If you want longevity in your car and you want no trouble, um, a little bit beyond even changing the fluids, just sticking to your maintenance schedules. Do, you know, the the... We call them the 30, 60, 90 maintenance intervals. Those are the, the, the larger ones that will include some fluid changes and some uh, more significant inspections. Uh, do those. And if you do those, you won't have trouble. And Timing belts and ma- Hondas, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, maybe at 105, I think Honda calls for their timing yeah. belt. But at any rate, if you do your maintenance, you won't come in on the tow truck. And, and that's what we all hope for. You can text 81807. One other quick text before we break here. Uh, The rear of my SUV has started to creak pretty deeply over bumps. Uh, Any spray or grease I should apply, or if it's really creaking, does it need to be looked at? Yeah, it needs to be looked at. We had a vehicle recently that came in the shop with a uh, creek in the rear end, and uh, <clears throat> when we actually got it up on the hoist and got a chance to look at it, it was literally dripping with oil on our gra- on our service bay floor, mm-hmm. and so they 
had made a major attempt to get after it. And uh, if it's an internal component or a bushing or something like that, you can't, you just can't get at it to lubricate it. It's not going to do any good. So if it's a deep groaning creek, then it's probably something that's going to need to come in and, you know, we need to get up on the hoist and see what the deal is. And uh, I'm sure that there's a, a part that's actually going to need to be replaced. Dan Burns joining us in studio. Car care, of course, through 745 this morning. Phone number is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. We'll come back with Dan in a moment. It's 720 here at CCO. Thanks so much for joining us, Dan Burns in studio. It is our car care show, and he is from Lloyd's Automotive on Fabulous Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Let's go to the phones. Let's bring in uh, Bill. Uh, Bill, you're on the air. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, good morning, uh, uh, Dan. Um, question, I know this is kind of outside your expertise. I know you guys do more the, the like the auto maintenance and such, but I have a 2012 F-150 that has a towing package on it. My uh, girlfriend was driving it. She backed the mirror, uh, backed into a tree. We have uh, some property. And she backed and she actually screwed up the passenger side mirror on it. Is that quite a job for a person that doesn't have a lot of body work experience? To replace something like that? No. Oh, hang on. Yeah. No. Those are we do. The, we do mirrors all the time. Uh, Lloyd's Automotive is is uh, on Grand Avenue and, and in a neighborhood where we have very tight parking and in the summer or in the winter time there's uh, uh, snow and and so forth that make the roads narrow. So we we see mirrors torn off all the time and we replace a lot of those. And uh, sadly, the mirrors have gotten very very expensive. Some of the mirrors have cameras in them and. When we put them on, they need to be, uh, you know, reprogrammed and and all of that sort of thing. So it's uh, kind of turned into a bit, into a more complicated job. But uh, but as far as as uh, whether we do it or would any shop in town do it? Oh, they do mirrors all the time. Very yeah, common. And, and there are factory mirrors, and you pay top dollar for the factory mirrors, right. or there are aftermarket mirrors, because <laughs> I have torn mirrors off my vehicle. I had a mirror torn off here downtown, and I was able to swap it out myself. Yeah, well, And, and it's still attached yeah. to the truck. Well, it's and it, once you get at them, you'll see it. There's only three bolts usually holding them on, and it's pretty complicated. And your truck is is a, 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 Jane. a, a vintage that, that <laughs> yeah. would would not have cameras and and lane sensing devices and all that sort of stuff in it. So you're right. There's aftermarket stuff that's pretty simple. I was going to ask Bill, is is she still his girlfriend yeah. after damaging the pickup? Yeah, I don't know. A truck yeah. and a, a guy in a truck are a pretty big well, deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like everything's okay. All right, let's go to Jazz here on the air next. Uh, hello. Hello. I have a 2002 Chevy Lumina that uh, seems to be losing brake fluid. Can you tell me what might be doing this? Uh, I, I've added brake fluid a couple of times when the light comes on. Is it expensive to fix, or should I just keep adding the brake fluid? No, you need to get that in and have that checked. Brake fluid's a really big deal, and it's a safety issue. And what it, for sure, the brake fluid is leaking somewhere. If you're putting fluid in, it's going out somewhere, and the fact that it's going out somewhere is a problem. But it becomes a much bigger problem if that hole gets bigger. 
Yeah, uh, without hydraulic fluid, your brakes will fail. Your brakes will not work. And so uh, you need to get that in before it gets worse and uh, find out what that is. On a 2002, that vehicle is old enough where we find that uh, perhaps the brake lines running underneath the car, the length of the car from the front to the rear, have rusted through. And you might be leaking some brake fluid through a small rust hole that uh, that can fail at any time. So get that in and get it checked. Unfortunately, if we do have to replace all the brake lines from front to rear, we do it often. It's a common repair because cars are so expensive nowadays. It's worth the repair, but it's expensive. It's it's a you know time-consuming job to uh, reroute all the to manufacture and then reroute all the brake lines. And I would assume the joints are one of the problem points where these lines meet up with the the yeah. individual wheels and components. You run into problems. Well, there's only there. a couple of them because because yeah. what we do is throw all the throw all the middle stuff away. You start yeah. over, and and so in the end, uh, the whole thing is replaced, and it's like new again. But uh, brakes are not something you fool around. Yeah, don't with. fool around with that. If you're losing fluid, you need to get that in soon and have it checked. All right, uh, we brought up air conditioning uh, because we had a hot day on Friday, and people are like, "Where's the air? Yeah. It's not working." What about uh, that horrible smell that comes out of some vehicles? I've rented vehicles when I was visiting my daughter down in Arizona, and you'd first turn on the air conditioner. I mean, new vehicles. Right. The smell was horrible. Yeah. What can be done? Well, there's a spray that we can. Okay. Uh, there's a spray that we can okay. introduce. It's a Lysol type spray that you sure. spray in there. It kills the bacteria, and then uh, most vehicles nowadays have a filter, a cabin filter. That uh, that is serviceable and replaceable. It's usually behind the glove box somewhere, and boy, I've taken some nasty looking cabin filters out. Uh, so that's the other thing that you can do is change that filter. And they have some tremendous 3M products carry or uh, make some tremendous cabin filters now that actually have charcoal in them and stuff. So they uh, do a great job of working on that musty smell and taking care of it. All right, quick break. We've got more with Dan Burns, our car care show, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. It is our car care show, Dan Burns, each and every Saturday morning. Of course, Jack Farrell coming up later on in the hour with his weekly wine chat. Denny Long standing by with the Home Improvement Show live from Lindus Construction. They celebrate their 40th anniversary Today, live from Baldwin, Wisconsin, Denny Long is there. Good to see Dan Burns. Uh, we'll be uh, going to the text line in a moment at 81807. Right now, the phone line. Uh, let's go to Stephen Orno. Steve, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. I have a 2008 GS350 Lexus. The TPMS warning light came on, the tire pressure monitoring system. I had uh, one of the sensors replaced. One was bad. Uh, it was inputted, and uh, the serial number was inputted correctly. The test fine, but the light, warning light, is still on. And I'm not sure what to do. The tech says he put it in correctly. It's in there. All the sensors are working, but the the warning light says that the whole system isn't working, the tire pressure system. Yeah, you'll have to, uh, you know, the, he, he thinks he put it in, and he probably did, and uh, got all of the... What it is, Steve, is the uh, on the tire pressure monitoring system, there's four or five sensors, one in each wheel, and they're programmed with a specific code so that the car can identify 
which sensor is where and and also so that so that it knows that when you're parked next to my car that your sensor is not being read so uh-huh. they're they're all, oh. all they're all different radio frequencies and the car needs to find that radio frequency and it's not finding it or there's another failed sensor that's that's the other option but at any rate we have a uh, little tool that we can go around and read. We'll assume we're dealing with just four tires. We can read all four of the tires and find out what the radio frequency code is. And then we can take that to our computer that's hooked up to the car and see what the co- what radio frequency sensors the car is looking for and match them up. And if you do that process, you'll find that somewhere there's something that's not matching or not reading one of one of those two things, but it's it's missing something, and uh, sometimes it's you know he'll program or you'll go to program the sensor and you'll uh, like you'll the sensor won't read a zero like a zero and then eight numbers after it, and the car's looking for that zero and he didn't put it in or something like that. It's always something weird like that that. That uh, that causes a difference that it's looking for. Yeah, it's great technology, though. Yeah, great technology. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. It's uh, except for uh, the only time I don't like it is on that first morning when it's thirty below outside, <laughs> and right. every light in town is on, and I'm out there putting air in the tires. So, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I suppose. It... <laughs> and I can't get through all four tires without my hands freezing up. I have to go in and warm up. But but at any rate, no, it's great technology, and it saves. A lot of, you know, because otherwise you drive down the highway, you don't even know you're having a flat and, and, uh, and you ruin the tire. It so. is a huge safety. It is. Uh, it, it, it is. It's safety, it's tire wear, it's fuel economy. Yeah. I mean, having the proper pressure in your tires is a huge deal. It seems so simple, doesn't it? It's yeah. just air, but, but, uh, but it's true. It makes a big difference. Uh, here's one uh, 2011 Tahoe, 150,000 miles. What do you recommend for maintenance without going to the book uh, or a cheat sheet? Um, Hundred and fifty thousand miles beyond the regular oil changes. Well, it kind of that's kind of it. Uh, you know, every ve- at that stage, every vehicle is different. You have to look at the vehicle and say, oh, you know, the, geez, the the body's falling apart, the interior's all torn up, and really, all I'm trying to do is keep it alive. And in that case, uh, change the oil and have it properly inspected. And uh, and check all of the other fluids, and you know you'll probably be okay with that. Um, if the if the vehicle is is still in uh, perfect condition, and the interior is great, there's no rust, and you want to keep it going for another hundred thousand miles, then stay on the maintenance schedule. And you'll say, well, it only goes up to one hundred twenty thousand. What should I do now? Go back to the beginning, start over, and. Uh, you know, go back to 30,000 miles and, and start over with your maintenance schedule there. If you want to keep a vehicle going, you know, 200 or 250,000 miles, uh, you know, you were talking about a Honda timing belt. Uh, if you've got 210,000 miles on it, it's due for another timing belt. So you have to go through that process again. Um, the, a follow-up to that, is transmission fluid something that needs to be changed anymore i would say oftentimes not perhaps even most times not most uh, most transmission fluids are like many fluids nowadays where their lifetime uh service 
or you know, they're a synthetic fluid, and they're not meant to be tampered with. They're they're uh, comp- it's very very complicated. If you did have to service it or change it to get it back full and to get exactly the right fluid back in there, so the manufacturer has done a great job of of coming up with synthetic fluids that uh, virtually last forever. Yeah, so, and it's, it's kind of a sealed system, It is you sealed, will. yeah. You, I mean, I can <clears throat> service it, I can fill it, and I can check it, but the, you can't. In your driveway, you can't do that. You don't have the tools that you need to do that. All right. Um, and once again, we, we brought it up early. Following that regular maintenance schedule is is a big thing. I mean that that's generally what you use as a guy. Oh, absolutely. That's abso- yeah. absolutely what I use. What the as manufacturer? A guy. Yeah. What the manufacturer recommends is what we recommend. If you bring your car into me, that's what, that's what we're going to tell you. You should do. All right. Uh, say uh, my wife's van, her Honda van, ironically, needs five twenty, and my pickup uses uh, another weight. Is that a bad deal if she needs a little oil to add the wrong no. oil weight? I mean, is no. that yeah. going to be a huge problem? No, not at all. In fact, mix and match is <clears throat> it's fine. It's, it's not uh, going to be a problem. Well, it's not a perfect science anyway. You know, zero, <laughs> zero, you think that zero twenty is exactly this one specific okay. thing, but it's actually a window that they're working within, and so it's it, it's close is is the way that it really goes anyway. And that's another question I get quite often is. So my car needs synthetic oil, and I'm out in rural Minnesota, and this little gas station that's open at midnight <clears throat> doesn't have any synthetic oil. What should I do? And my answer is, well, put the put the conventional oil in. It'll be just fine. In you know, in the short term, until you're ready for your oil change, uh, put it in. It'll be fine. It'll it'll uh, it'll get you by. Um, wh- one other thing I I wanted to bring up, and this is from a text earlier in the program that we didn't get to, and I apologize. High mileage oil. You see that advertised. Right. 75,000 plus. Don't do it. <laughs> Not a big deal or? Well, no, don't. It, it, motor oil needs to be changed. It, it's not that the motor oil will fail. It will not. You know, Mobile One is one that we talked about. It, the motor oil itself will not fail. It'll hold up. But it gets dirty. It gets contaminated. It gets, uh, you know, you, you need to. Uh, and, and, it, and it's expensive. But you still need to change it. You need to drain it and put clean, fresh oil in. But, but what about those products that are for high mileage engines? You know, for engines with over seventy five thousand oh, miles, those products. Yeah. Well, I, mean, it, I don't know. I don't know what the formulation is. I don't. I think it's marketing myself. All right. Let's yeah. go to Todd and Hugo. Todd, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. Good morning. Hello. Hi, my question was, I just recently purchased a 2013 Volkswagen Beetle, and all the valve stems have green caps on it. Somebody told me that's an indication that it might be filled with nitrogen instead of air. Mm-hmm. That that, true? That's true. That's what that's okay. what that secret little code is. And, all right. Uh, however, be aware that just because it has the green caps on it doesn't mean that it's still filled with nitrogen. Yeah, uh, that's true. If your tire's low and you come to my shop and you need to get by, I'll tell you that, hey, you're, you have a green cap, but do you want me to fill your tire up anyway? And you're going to say, yes, I've got to get going. And so then you no longer have a pure nitrogen in your in your tires. Okay. So. All right. And the benefit of the nitrogen is it doesn't shrink like the air does? That's it's Yeah, they've, ta- they've taken the oxygen out. So okay. it, not that it doesn't shrink, but it, it, uh, it's way less susceptible to heat and to moisture. 
And All right. uh, so it, it, you know, in theory, it works a lot better. Okay. Thank you. You bet. All Have right. Have a good day. Thanks Bye. for the call uh, from our text line at 81807. I have a 2015 Ford Focus SC. When I'm at a stop sign or a stoplight, I hit the gas pedal. It seems to stall or idle. Uh, slow response on takeoff. Uh, could that be the clutch or computer not agreeing with each other? What's what's going on? I would assume it's a manual yeah. if they're bringing up clutch. Right, I, I, any of that. I mean, uh, usually a clutch, though, doesn't fail like that where, where you know, if you let the clutch out, you can feel it grabbing. It's not that it feels like it stalls. It feels like it slips. And so if it feels like it's stalling, then that's usually an engine-related thing. And... Uh, if it's significant enough, the check engine light is on, and then you know we we have codes stored in there that'll give us information about that. But at any rate, you probably need to take it in and have a professional take it for a drive, and they'll give you some great advice on what to do with that. It, it is amazing you don't see many uh, manual transmissions anymore. There's a lot of automatics on the road. Once upon a time, you had to pay a premium for automatic. Now it seems like only the premium brands come in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It makes it makes it well. You know, it, it's still fun. People like to shift their cars. Well, and you know the 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 thing about it is is uh, my, my kids would have no idea how to how, drive how to drive a manual it. transmission. Yeah, no, I made my kids learn. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's important. That's an important skill to have. Let alone three on the tree. Right. Yeah. I had one of those too. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. Yeah. All right, Dan, always great to see you. Thanks so much for coming in. Take care. Sounds good. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive on fabulous Grand Avenue with our car care show each and every Saturday morning here on CCO.